Today we come to the conclusion of our series of giving the world heaven. And the, the charge that we have as a church, the, the, the responsibility that the church has around the world to, to be that window into heaven. That God has, has charged us, given us, the, in the power of the Spirit, at the, the birthday of the church, in every language, in every tribe, in every nation, the responsibility of being a window into the ways of heaven, to the world outside really is a restatement, just another way of, of considering the, the very mission of the church. And for us, here, in, on this street corner, in, in this place in time, uh, we are pursuing that mission to, to give the world heaven as we learn to, to love one another in Christ, connected to one another in Christ, no matter our differences, in order to show the world the power of Jesus' love. We gather together to, to learn to serve the world like Jesus, no matter the cost. Again, demonstrating what we've just been singing, being that, that army of servants. The army of people characterized by a, a non-judgmental heart of care for those outside church. And we then gather as a people regularly as well. Not only to connect but to serve, but to celebrate. And to celebrate the love of Jesus in our lives and uh, around the world no matter the circumstances. And that's what we get to focus on today. That, that we get to give them heaven. We, we live in the, the perpetual party of heaven. And to use that word would maybe make us a little uncomfortable. Party sort of a bad word. I want to make us a little uncomfortable because the Spirit in the New Testament is one that God is filled with joy and peace. C.S. Lewis even states in the Screw Tape Letters, a you know, wondrous book, if you haven't read it, where he talks about. Uh, he, he writes a letter, it's the devils. They're trying to, to get God's people away from God. And they're writing back and forth. It's a brilliant um, book. I read it about every three or four years. But here, here's what one of the, the, the devils uh, says to the other devil about God. He's a hedonist at heart. All those fasts and vigils... All those crosses and stakes are, are only a facade. Or only like foam on the seashore. Out at sea, out in his sea, there is pleasure and more pleasure. He makes no secret of it. At his right hand are pleasures forevermore. Now what a mind-boggling thought, indeed, that God is a, a hedonist at heart, one who's characterized by joy and one who gives pleasure to his people. Remember when Jesus entered the world in, in the incarnation, remember the, the song of heaven? 
the angels were, were singing good news of great joy for all the people. That's the song of heaven at the birth of Jesus. And of course the fruit of the Spirit. What, what we bear as the, the Spirit within us is love, joy, and peace. I submit to you that part of the reason we miss that that joy, that that sense of pleasure, of heaven, is because we can get too focused on the things of this world. We can get too focused on the, the Dow Jones. Too focused on getting the job done. Too focused on the uncertainties of our world. In so doing, we make those things God instead of God being God. And if anything else becomes God in our life, anything else, then we fall into worry. We fall into disobedience. And it's worry and disobedience that rob us of the joy that the Creator has for us. And Paul said it well in Philippians 4.4, right? Rejoice! Rejoice in the Lord! Rejoice in the Lord always! And again, I say rejoice! I'd say it twice. Must have been a problem even then. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. Have no anxiety about anything. But in everything, through prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. The joy of heaven is something that we are to embody As we are a window into the world, as we embody the joy of heaven so that the world might see, no matter what the circumstances, that God is still sovereign, God is still majestic, God is still beautiful, and we rejoice before Him. A couple passages that we'll look at a little more in depth here. We'll look at uh, Revelation 19 and Psalm 70, and then we'll look at John 15. Let's uh, pray together. Gracious God, thank you for your written word. Speak to us in this moment. May your, your spirit so fill us and enliven us to celebrate you, to rejoice in you, no matter the circumstances around us. Help us to focus upon you, and encourage one another in this time together. Speak to us. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Revelation 19, it's uh, in your pew Bible. If you want to turn there or you can follow along on the screen. I'm going to read from verse 5 through verse 9. 
And, and again, this, this, this gives us a picture of, of heaven. It gives us a picture of the, the celebration and joy of heaven, of God's people at God's feet. From verse 5. It's found on page 1006. And from the throne came a voice saying, Praise our God, all you His servants, and all who fear Him, small and great. Then I heard what seemed to be the voice of a great multitude, like the sound of many waters, and like the sound of mighty thunder peals, crying out, Hallelujah! For the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and exult and give Him the glory. For the marriage of the Lamb has come, and His bride has made herself ready. To her it has been granted to be clothed with fine linen, bright and pure. For the fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saints. And the angel said to me, Write this, Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are true words of God. See, the, the picture of, of heaven is a, is a marriage feast. It's a celebration of celebrations. Now with God the Father footing the bill. Food that is opulent. Clothing that is beautiful. Fellowship and celebration with one another. That is unending. That's the picture of heaven. A marriage. Feast. A party. A celebration together of enjoying the wonders of God's creation. My favorite picture of heaven is in Isaiah, where Isaiah says that it's in heaven where the the work of our hands is totally fulfilled. You know and there are times in in the work of your hands, wherever it might be, that you're in the, the groove, you know, you hit the sweet spot. You know, where, where whatever, what, what you were washing came clean. What, what you were knitting was just right. What you were riding was right on. What you were building was beautiful. And that's the, the picture of, of heaven that Isaiah brings for us. One of, of fulfillment and satisfaction. And that's the joy The party of heaven that that we get to demonstrate to the world. Whether it's in good circumstances or bad. I love it when when Jesus, it's in Luke chapter 10. But but Jesus meets with his disciples and sends them out in ministry. And they find great success. I mean, people are healed. People come to Christ. It's wondrous things that happen all around them. And and Jesus gets with them and celebrates with them. Yeah, I saw the the devil himself fall. But don't take your joy in that, he said. Don't take your joy in the, the circumstances around you. Take your joy in the fact that your name is written in the book of life. In good circumstances, we find our joy in focusing on God. And in bad circumstances, the same. David, in in Psalm 70, if you want to turn there on page 463, or again, you can follow along on the screen. Be pleased, O God, to deliver me. 
O Lord, make haste to help me. Let those be put to shame and confusion who seek my life. Let those be turned back and brought to dishonor who desire to hurt me. Let those who say, aha, aha, turn back because of their shame. Let all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. Let those who love your salvation say evermore, God is great. But I am poor and needy. Hasten to me, O God. You are my help and my deliverer. O Lord, do not delay. Had opponents all around him, provision that was waning, and yet in the middle of it all, what does David say? Let all rejoice and be glad in you, even in the worst of circumstances. To party like heaven isn't to deny evil. It's not, certainly not to try to sweep it under the rug. It's to recognize it face on. And say, yes, there is evil, there is injustice, there is wrong, there is pain, there is disappointment. There is distress and grief. Those are are real. We're not denying them, we're not sidestepping them, but we're saying there is something even greater than whatever we face. That's, That's why I count... Funerals are really services of the resurrection. So crucial in the life of God's people. In the midst of death. In the midst of disappointment. In the midst of grief. We still gather to say, Jesus is alive. We still gather to say, let us help one another. Focus on that which is true. That which we know. The love of God, the power of God, and that nothing separates us from Him. In good circumstances or in bad circumstances, the joy of heaven comes when we focus our attention upon God. I remember uh, as a child, I started to get a little older, and we would go to the state fair. And um, regularly, as we got there, Dad would say, okay, if anybody gets lost, we're going to meet back at this spot. And then, remember one time that he said, um, and it sort of became our habit for a little bit, uh, if you get lost, we'll meet back at where we entered the fairgrounds. Go back to where we started. Go back to the entrance, to the entry point. And, And that worked. You know, you're, you're out, you're lost, you're in a slew of people and you don't know what, where, who's anywhere and you just, okay, let me go back to where we entered. Let me go back to the starting point. And you go and you wait and eventually somebody shows up and you reunite it. Yeah, that's a great illustration for us in life. That when we are in the midst of a slew of of pain or struggle, confusion or lostness, go back to the entry point. Go back to where we came in. And as Christians, our entry point is the cross. That's where we go. We go back to the cross. That's where we entered from the kingdom of, of death to the kingdom of life. That's where we meet Jesus in the midst of pain and struggle. I mean, is there any greater injustice and pain than God dying on the cross? 
the innocent one, suffering on our behalf. Is there any greater distress than there? And yet that is our entry point. In the midst of whatever our pain, in the midst of whatever we may be struggling with, we go back to the cross and know that Jesus is leading us through it. That He's been there. And He didn't even deserve it. And the cross then always points us to the empty tomb and the power of the resurrection. Go, go back to where we came in. Go back to the cross. Go back to the resurrection because that will always lead us to joy even in the midst of pain and distress and grief. The joy of heaven is ours in this world when we focus our attention upon God in the midst of whatever circumstances we face. And the joy of heaven is ours on earth as we live in obedience to God instead of obedience to anything else. John chapter 15. Jesus says just that. Verses 9 and 10. It's found on page 878 in your pew Bible. I'm sorry, verses 10 and 11. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. I've said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. The, the very desire of Jesus the very desire of our Lord and Savior is for His joy to fill us and for His joy to be complete so that we, again, might be a demonstration of the joy of heaven to a world that is around us. And He tells us, if we obey the way of God, if we seek to live the way that God calls us to live, then that joy will be a fruit. I wonder, uh, with us, if there are ways that we aren't experiencing that joy because we're living in disobedience. We know what God is calling us to do, and yet we're not doing it. Maybe that came to the fore as Brian was leading us in, in confession. And maybe in that time, you've even been released. As, as David says in Psalm 32, that he, when he carried his sin with him, he was worn down. His strength was carried from him. But when he confessed his sin to God, that's when he was freed and filled with joy. So we need to be clear from Jesus' words. That if we are doing our own thing or, or, or following the ways of the world instead of the ways of Jesus, instead of the commands of God, then that will lead us to lose the joy that He has for us. Now again, it, it doesn't mean that we obey that we focus on God and everything works out hunky-dory. The circumstances may not change. They may even get worse. 
But as we focus on God, as we obey his commands, then the joy fills us even in the midst of circumstances that drain us. And that's what we want to happen for us as a community To be a community characterized by that joy. It's why we gather in order to focus upon God, to hear His commands, to help one another. And it's not something that happens by ourselves. Obedience and focusing on God in the midst of a world that doesn't, doesn't happen to Lone Ranger Christians. That's why we we need one another. It's God's wisdom in having us gather together in this setting and in other settings. Because we need help to focus. When, When so many calls are drawing our attention away from God. And we need help to obey. When so many other desires would lead us astray. And it's in our gathering together as well that we find joy. Uh, This was shared with me just this week. That uh, in the the 20 years between 1985 and 2005, the, the number of Americans who said that they definitely felt satisfied with their lives dropped by about 30%. And the number who were most dissatisfied grew by 50%. And the reasons that they shared, the reasons that were discovered of of this lack of joy, their declining attachment to friends and family, and lower participation with groups. They became more and more isolated. Uh, Friends, we have a wondrous responsibility, a wondrous opportunity to give the world heaven And we want to give them heaven as we love like heaven, as we live like heaven, and as we party like heaven even. As the joy of the Lord fills us. And in order to do that, we we need one another. We need one another to help us focus our attention on obeying the ways of God. And we need one another to help us keep our attention on the love of God. No matter what the circumstances are around us. Amen.